welcome to another episode of You Are Love. I am your host, Salita, and I want you guys to take time out to check us out on our Facebook page, which is You Can't Clip My Wings, and also our website at youcan'tclipmywings.com. Thank you again for listening to You Are Loved. And do remember, you are truly loved. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you guys? And again, welcome to another episode of You Are Loved. Now, as you know, we've had some real good conversation, discussions, and um, about business. Because, you know, for some reason, I talk about business a lot. Because I think it's very important at a time like this. You know, everything right now... I don't want to say, I think we've settled in with, um, I think we, we, we settled in with our new normal. Some of us have, because we're almost getting at the end of the month. I mean, at the end of the year, we've got two more months to go. We're already in October, November, December. So we've got two more months to get through, um, for this year. So what can we look forward to for these next two months? How can how can we actually prepare ourselves um, for these coming this coming year and this coming year? And also, how do we get through these next couple of months when it comes to uh, our businesses? So how do we, what do we do? Okay, how do we do this? And are we ready? Uh, we're looking, you know, what is our forecast for 2021? We, we need to de- desperately talk about getting into the point where we've got to prepare ourselves for next year. What do we need to do? What do we have to do? What do we need to do to get to that point? where we're ready for this next um, year. Because I know this year has been rough for me. It has been rough. Um, but you know what? How they say? I've been beat up, tied down, slapped around. But guess what? I can still move. I can still do all the things I need to do. With throughout the pain and the hurt and the sorrow and the misgivings and the misinformation and the miss this and the miss that, we can still survive all this, you guys. There's no way, shape, form, or fashion that we cannot survive all of this. So, what I say to you guys is that we start... To look at what is going to go, what are we going to do going forward? How are we going to handle things going forward? But so let's start with this. We talked about the seven mind growth principles yesterday. 
So today I want to talk about the 10 steps to achieve growth mindset in business because this is what we're talking about. Again, this is from Mr. Lebowski. Um, sorry, I said his name wrong. Lebowski. Lebowski. Okay. And um, he's a growth advisor and a business coach. Um, so I thought this was something we could share, talk about. Um, we all take pleasure when our ideals come to a fruition. We're even more pleased when the ideals have impact by proving motivation, innovation, or productivity, among other areas. The spread of an ideal can benefit many, but that popularity can also alter and distort the original. Okay. I am a fan. He talks about Carol Dweck all the time. And um, she's written books, uh, including Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. Um, she calls it growth mindset from a fixed mindset. So a growth mindset is the belief that an individual's most basic abilities and skills can be developed through dedication and hard work. Brains and talent are just the starting point. A fixed mindset is the belief that an individual's basics, basic abilities and skills, their intelligence and their talents are just fixed traits. So they're already in place. She concluded that individuals who believe that they can deliver, excuse me, de develop their talents through hard work, good strategies and input from others have a growth mindset. These individuals are likelier to achieve more than those with fixed mindsets because they put more energy into learning and are less concerned about looking smart. Adopting a growth mindset can supercharge your well-being and growth. Here are 10 ways to develop a growth mindset in business. Number one, be 100% accountable. To grow, you need to be accountable or willing to accept responsibility. As an entrepreneur, you must start to be responsible and accountable, excuse me, accountable to yourself. As you grow, you will be de demonstrating accountability and its value to your team. They will follow your lead, making accountability part of your company's culture. Now, let's talk about accountability. We talk about accountability when we talk about politics. We do. We talk about accountability when it comes to us being students and being responsible to make sure we have our, our, our homework. We do all that. But how do we talk about it when it comes to business? Are we accountable for the things that we do in business, the business decisions we make? Can we say that I can say fully take responsibility for this because it was what I did? Or can we say, you know what, I did this because somebody else needed this or because somebody else. Can we take the blame for things that don't work out right? Because sometimes I know I have issues with it. Where sometimes I don't take accountability. See, I'm not going to sit here and put on this facade that I'm this and I'm that and I'm straightforward and life is just this, 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 this. No. 
because you know what? I am still in the process of growing. And I only use myself as an example because that's who I need to be accountable for. I'm not always in that mindset. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to give you that. And I'm saying that because I'm still in the learning process of how important accountability is. Okay? Um... And when you don't understand accountability, when you don't understand how it can affect your business, it can affect your uh, your um, personal life because you have to be accountable for all the things you do in your personal life as well. When you make decisions, you have to account for those decisions, whatever they may be, whether they're good decisions or bad. You have to be held accountable for the end result of whatever happens, okay? If you cannot say to yourself, Oh, I'm perfectly accountable for everything I do. I'm, I can't believe you. And I'm going to tell you why I can't believe you. Because if you have, listen to what, I, what he just said, a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, a growth mindset will tell you, okay, now it's time for you to start being accountable for your stuff. So what are you going to do to change your inaccountability for right now, your unaccountability for right now? I'm going to learn to what? To be accountable for some of the things or all the things that I do. Whether they're good or bad. That's a growth mindset. I still can learn. I can still can grow. I, there's no limit to what I can do. And I don't hold myself to where I'm limitless. I keep myself open. Unless... The things that I'm keeping myself open to is not beneficial for my future and my present. Number two, do not be concerned with what others have. Let me say that again. Number two, do not be concerned with what others have. Avoiding envy is fundamentally important when you're trying to be focused, driven, and leading. Focusing on what others have and what they are doing sets expectations that simply slow you down and take focus away from your purpose. And that is 100% true. Let me read that again because I want you guys to understand completely what I just said. Do not be concerned with what others have. Avoiding envy. It's fundamentally important when you're trying to be focused, driven, and leading. Focusing on what others have and what they are doing sets expectations that simply slow you down and take focus away from your purpose. Now, that is so true, but we in the society where society says that we have to have big, fine cars, we have to have big, fancy houses, to show our wealth, to show our power, to show where we sit on this ladder of classism and having to fit in with everybody else. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that, but we do it because we try to always impress others. We want to be like that person over there. I'm, I'm telling you from experience. I am not a jealous, envy person at all, and I try not to be. If I show any traits of it, I try not to be. 
But I do see myself watching other people and how they're thriving and what they're doing. I find myself doing that. And I do sometimes think to myself, well, why they got that? And But what I do realize is that what the creator had for them, that's their situation. My situation weighs a little bit different than theirs. I don't know what they went through to get what they got. They don't know what I went through to try to get what they got. You see what I'm saying? We don't understand that. So we always find ourselves with this little envy bug sitting in the back of our heads thinking about how some what somebody has and what they're driving and you know we are terrible with that. We are. We're really terrible with that. And really to me it's not really important. I like to be comfortable. I don't have to impress anybody. I'm too old for all of that. But, like I said, there is a side of me and there's a piece of me that do look at what other people have sometimes. But what it does is also, that can be a side of you that says, you know what? That might be for them, but what he has for me? What does the creator has for me? I need to work toward that and stay focused on that. I don't necessarily have to have what they have. And we let society control that about us. And we've got to stop that. Number three, become an expert in your field. I meet so many so-called headliners, people who skim the surface. In a world fueled with fake news, photoshopped social posts, and other illustrations, illusions, excuse me, it's critical to become an expert. Strive to become truly good at what you do. So good that everybody wants your services. Stand out based on your specialty. Now, I can truly talk about that. I am a jack of all trades. I can do a little bit of everything. I can sew. I can craft. I can crochet. I can make wigs. I can buy wigs. I can do makeup. I can't, I'm not expert in makeup. That's nothing I can't do. <laughs> I can mess with it, but I'm not good at it. I can make things. Um, I can redo furniture. I can do all of that. I can write. I can teach. I can instruct. I can direct. I can do all of that. I named you several different things I can do. I can make uh, soaps, lotions. Uh, I can make it, I mean, I could do anything. But what am I an expert at? Hmm? I'll tell you what I'm an expert at. I'm an expert at communication. I'm an expert at talking to people. I'm an expert at interviewing. You know why? Because I honed in on those things. I'm great at doing stuff like that. I'm great at, that's my expertise. Doing radio, doing interviews, that is my, that should be the bulk of everything I do. And guess what? Everything I just told you I could do entails I could do that. I could work all that into one thing and say that I'm an expert at it. There's no illusions when you're talking I'm not scripted. 
I just know how to have a conversation. I'm not scripted when I do this show. I don't have no papers around me and literally reading everything I need to say to you guys. No. What I do have is I have articles that I talk to you about and I explain to you about. That's what I have. But I don't have the show scripted. I don't have my other shows scripted. I don't write anything down majority of the time. Unless it's information that I literally have to tell you guys, I'll write it down. But majority of the time, I'm literally talking from what I do all the time. I told you guys I've been doing radio uh, for close to 14, 15 years. So talking has always been something I, I was able to do. Um, being in customer service jobs gave me the expertise in talking. Being able to negotiate all the different jobs I had outside of my side hustles or my businesses that I'm supposed to be doing, I had these skills already there. Some people are natural born talkers. They are. They're very good in talking. And I think that was a gift the creator gave me. And I use it as much as possible. And then there's times when I don't want to talk at all because guess what? I talk all the time. So there's times when I just want to just be quiet and listen. Because it's good to listen because you can't learn nothing if you didn't. If your mouth is running all the time, you can't learn anything. You got to be, you got to know how to listen. I think we talked about that way while back on the other episodes, episode three. We talked about how we should stop and listen. And how do you effectively listen, what they call actively listen. You hear what someone's saying, you get what they're saying. You can disagree with them, but at least hear them out. Yeah. You got to be able to do that. That's a communication skill, is to be an active listener. You can't do it without it. So my real true expertise is in communication. That's where my expertise is. All the things I named, I can do. But I'm an expert at communication. Okay? Now, number four, don't focus on your failures. When we learn that we should work on our weaknesses, we tend to think we need to hold on to our failures. But focusing on your failures gives detractors too much leverage against you. Instead, claim and learn from your failures and then focus on learning and growing from your mistakes. So no matter what you've done in your life, everybody has done something crazy, something that didn't work out something that you thought would never happen. Those things happen. You can't get upset about it. You can't get mad. Let me tell you, I have one and I don't hone on it. And I don't, I took, I went to take the notary test. I thought I was so ready to take the notary test. I did not realize how hard that test was for me. Might not have been hard for anybody else. And I did not pass it. I was so down on myself. And then I realized, you know what? Maybe it wasn't your time to take the notary test because I was kind of influenced by someone else who wanted me to do it and I did it. 
and I wasn't prepared to take it. But even though I didn't pass it, it was fine. I had to go through the moment where I felt like a failure because I'm like, dog, everything, I, this has got to work out. I want this to work out so I can help other people. I can be a notary and help other people. That was not how it was going to happen. So that didn't happen for me. I got over it. I moved on and tried something different. That was a failure for me. And I felt so out of place. And I felt so beaten down. But you know what? I stopped focusing on it and I moved on to something else. Because again, I have many skills. And I cannot be upset about that one little thing that I did not do. That was a failure to me. I had to move forward and do what I had to do. And that's what we all have to do. We have to grab onto those bad things, put them away, learn from them. And if you're like me, I talk about them because I talk about them because I want it to be a lesson learned. And that's why I talk about them. All right. So, number five, do the work and put in the time. Greatness does not come when you put in just 10%. Put in 10% and you'll achieve only 2% of your potential. To achieve greatness, you've got to be 100% putting in the time and effort. Okay? You have to be 100%. My time and effort on, on working on my book, my uh, doing this, my content calendar, being part of my volunteer work that I do, I put all of me in it all the time. It overwhelms me sometimes. It consumes me sometimes because it's how I need to do things, okay? It's how I need to do things. And I cannot move forward. I can't uh, do anything unless I do it. I, I, I am media activist, so I have to put all of me in it. Um, this past um, Saturday, um, we went to a rally that was in Lafayette, which is an hour, a little bit over an hour and a half away from here. We went and we had a great time. That is the activist. That is the media activist side of me. Okay, I put all that I had in it and I really, I was tired when I got back, but I gave it 100% of me so I can take that and put that in my, my, my accomplishments, my bag of accomplishments that I was able to make history, be part of history with that. I got a whole bunch of film I got to go through and dissect. I haven't even done that yet. I haven't even pulled it out yet. But that is part of me. That was me giving my 100% to that one thing that I love doing. It's advocating for the injustice. Being part of that. And I know in order for me to be great at this, I have to continue doing it. Now, when it comes to business, same way. I have to keep pushing. I'm sitting here now thinking about some more ideals that I can push when it comes to my business. Especially when it comes to my soaps. So many different things I can do. And like I said, I believe right now that the soap industry, uh, 
the healthcare industry, the body skincare industry, probably oversaturated right now to a certain extent. But you always think of new things and everything does not have to be done. Every ideal that I put in my head or have in my head does not have to be done. I pick and choose which ideal I want to do because I want to be able to do what? Give it 100%. And if I'm not giving it 100%, I don't need to do it. And that's basically what it is. If I'm not really uh, wanting to really spend time on doing that one thing, I don't need to do it. Okay? I'm just saying. Number six, do what you love for the people who love what you do. Wow. Do what you love for the people who love what you do. One of my favorite saying is you need to be purpose driven doing what you love for those who love what you do. <clears throat> that means you're, if you, you have a business, you have a customer base, love what you do. Don't just do it for the money. Love what you do so that others, so that others continue to want to do it with you or want to spend their money with you, who want to buy your product or service. Make sure you're doing it because you love your customer. You love your customer base. You love the way your customer love your product or service. That's how you do that. Okay. Number seven, don't focus on money. Oh, yes. Business leaders that focus solely on money are never fully satisfied and are often lose their customers. They often lose their customers. Instead, care about creating value. You want customers to say how proud they are about your products <clears throat> and services. You want employees to say how great it is to work for you and how much they learn from you. Focus on creating fans through value creation. Wow, I like that. Focus on creating fans through value creation. So just like I just said, if you have a product or service that people love, you need to make sure you're taking care of those people, okay? Number eight, achieve your outcomes quickly. Do not be obsessed with perfection. Instead, be fast. Getting somewhere first has more value than being perfect but last. It says that first mover advantage is very important for growth. Develop an appetite to fail often and quickly develop your products and services quickly and better align with the needs of your customers. Do not be obsessed with perfection. Instead, be fast. Getting somewhere first has more value than being perfect but last. That first mover advantage is very important for growth. Develop an appetite to fail often and quickly developing your product and services quickly and being better aligned with the needs of your customers. Okay? So, don't be that type of person to say, oh my God, that is in the wrong spot. I need to move it again. Wait, wait, wait. That's just driving me crazy. You know you OCD people out there. I got a couple of friends that are OCD. And they are OCD'd. They don't like anything out of place. Hair, dust, cloth, whatever. They don't like it out of place and it drives them crazy. And it drives me crazy because it's time consuming. And we just talked about how quickly you need to get to them. Being a perfectionist is time consuming. Okay? Matter of fact, 
I think I wrote that down about perfection. Did I? No. But I'm going to write it down. Oh, I said perfection is actually a detrimental mindset. So, since we say perfection is a detrimental mindset, let's add this one on here too. Okay, real quick here. Uh, and I got to put a post up about it too. I got to post it. It says perfection. It says do not be obsessed with perfection. It says instead be fast. Okay, getting somewhere, I definitely want to write this down, first is more value than being perfect but last. I like that. And that is by Christian... Lebowski. I want to make sure I'm spelling his name right, you guys. Give me one second here. Lebowski. Okay. Okay. So that was number um, number eight. So let's talk about number nine. Number nine says, "Be grateful to what for what you have." I'm sorry. Be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for what you have now. Be grateful for what you're going to achieve. Be grateful for what you don't have. Gratitude is a gift and a core requirement for a growth mindset. The true expression of gratitude sets off energy that has the power of drawing people towards you. Explore and embrace it. Okay? So sometimes I know I get fussed at because sometimes I find myself very ungrateful. I do. I find myself being very ungrateful even though I have a lot of positive things happening. I'm still finding the negative. Let me tell you why sometimes, in my opinion, we become very ungrateful. One of the things is we focus on what other people have. Okay. Another thing is our mindset. When you have a negative mindset, being grateful never enters into that mindset. You are never at a point where you're saying thank you for everything. You know why? Because you've never had that. Your mindset has to be trained to be appreciative of the things that you have. Okay. And again, I can admit that I'm not always grateful. I can admit that I look at a lot of things the wrong way. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what I've learned. When you're with a person for long periods of time, I'm talking about marriage, I'm talking about friendships, after a while, some of their spiritual energy gets into you. Okay, I'm not saying nobody has to do anything to you. I'm just saying 
when you're in a negative atmosphere all the time, even when you're trying to uplift that person and they still find something negative and you have no, you're in that person's presence all the time, don't you understand how powerful that is? Don't you understand how their energy can intermingle with yours? You know why I can say that? Because I am a living witness of that. I have somebody very close to me in my life that to me can be so negative. I don't know if they mean meant to be negative or I think it's just how they are. You know, I just do. And no matter how many times, countless times, I tell them you don't have to be negative, I they're negative. What I did was I stepped back and I start when I start talking to other people, conversating with other people that are close to me, I find myself using the same tactics and using the same wording that would bring that negativity out. So you do have to be careful who you interact with. You do have to be, especially when you're in vulnerable situations, when you're in a vulnerable mood and your energy is down and your senses are down, those types of bad connections can happen because you have a strong negative energy and a low positive energy. So the strong negative energy is going to win every time. So what you have to do is you have to disconnect yourself. You need to detox your spirit. You really do. You need to detox your spirit so that it doesn't, its guard is up all the time when it comes to people who are negative. And you are, once you do it and you do it enough, you'll sense that this person is negative and you'll have to walk away from that person. Always keep. And, and that's why it's important for your chakras to be in line. That's why it's, for, it's very important for them to be healthy. Okay? Because you can let negative energy in, and I'm telling you, it happens. Okay? Especially when you've been with a person for a long period of time. Number 10, become self-aware and understand your purpose. If you want to succeed in life, you must know your purpose. If you want to have a business growth mindset, you must become self-aware and understand your purpose. Self-awareness has the power to align your will and humility, which attracts people to you through your purpose. Okay? Growth mindset is the belief that skills and abilities can be improved and that developing these is the purpose of your actions. Build a culture whereby all employees are enabled and encouraged to develop growth mindset for themselves. Reward improvement. Emphasize, emphasize that failures are opportunities and not threats. Leaders need to encourage and challenge employees to be brave and courageous. A growth mindset is a continuous Belief that improvement is possible and that failures are opportunities to learn. It is much larger than the limited objective of improving earnings. Growth mindset is a frame of mind. Leaders can positively assist people in adopting growth mindsets by fostering a culture, encouraging specific behaviors and practices. Individuals and organizations can have growth mindset. 
A growth mindset is not unbonding. Unbounding, excuse me. Unbounded. Just because you put your mind to something doesn't mean you can do anything. You have to work at it. So start by implementing these 10 steps and begin to live with purpose. This was a great article. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you got something out of it. Again, I did. 10 Steps to Achieve Growth Mindset. This was a wonderful, well-written article for me. Okay? So, we went over a little bit over our time, but I'm glad we did because we got a lot out. So, I want to tell you to go out there, you guys. Live your purpose. Stay focused. Don't worry about what other people have or what they're doing. Stay driven. No matter what they have, it's not for you. What's for you is for you. So, quit looking for what other people have so you can have it. Stop. It's not for you. What they have is for them, not for you. Okay? So keep that in mind. Again, I want to say I thank you guys for hanging out with us here on You Are Loved. You guys have a great day. It is Tuesday. Man, is it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. So you guys have a great Tuesday. We love you here. Remember, you are loved. Okay. Wow. What a great day today. Uh, let's see here.